to walk in and get close. All he needs, he needs, he just needs that health strength, that 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 knowledge of health on him. Cause I, that's all he needs. You know, that's part. Of, you know, that's part of the reason why I had to, you know, step up. People are, people like to say that you know Prince York was hidden and gone and not teaching. Now all of a sudden he want to come out. And part of the reason why I came out is because I said people have to see the progress. They got to see that we do have cold teachers out here that's just straight ice. You know what I'm saying? But I'm really, I'm really, really glad about this interview because now what we've done is we've shown that both the Nuwapia Nation and the New Covenant are brothers in nation or sisters in nation, for sure. I'm going to say that because um, I know a lot of Nuwapians, they take my word. I talked to my brother over here. Prince York is going to be coming out to Canada in three weeks. Y'all haven't seen me around, but I know a lot of Nuwapians, once they hear my word, they gonna come around because they really trust my word. Uh, and I thank you all for that. So I personally will connect with my brother. He's already going down, but I personally will take the initiative to go out to the Nuwapians because I'm going to be out there in Canada. I'm going to be spreading the word and marketing that he's going to be out there. I haven't done this in a long time. Y'all haven't seen me around the bookstore. I haven't come around in a while. So, he, yeah. So, I'm going to help out with the marketing. So, I'm just giving you that. My word. You know, as a Zuma, this is my Zuma right here. I know the language, you know. Anuki Natug Nuapik. You know, so I got a little bit in me. So I personally gonna go out and market for my brother. I'ma be out there. I'ma bring my ladies and I'ma bring my other brothers that are with me. And we gonna tell the whole family. And I'm gonna say this is gonna be one of the biggest Nuwapian gathering that we've had thus far. I'ma spread the word to the whole family. I'ma turn things around. I'ma I'm not saying I'ma do it alone, I'ma have a lot of help. But I'm going to definitely put my effort in this one. I'm giving you my word. Exactly, man. Because, you know, whether the brother, whether people like it or not, I am the prince. You know what I'm saying? Whether you like it or not, Dr. York is already free because 33 and one-third of him is in me. So as long as I am standing here breathing, teaching, walking this earth, Dr. York is already free. And in the presence of a God, mortals will humble. In the presence of a God, mortals will always humble themselves. So, but you have to make the decision, are you a mortal or are you a God? And you have to make a decision once you become a God, will I, will I be able to humble myself in the presence of the Most High? Who is the Most High? That's the question you have to ask yourself. I don't try to, when I teach, I don't, my, my style of teaching is not to make people Nuwapian. I try to make people think. But when you think is when you become Nuwapian. Trying to play me, and I know what y'all doing. I've been on platform. No, brother, we ain't gonna do that. We're gonna keep it nice and calm so you can answer this damn question. Still didn't answer it.
You got to go back again. Hey, brother, hey, are the guys that you be talking to not from here? Oh, uh, listen, that's making you privy to certain information, <laughs> privy to misinformation at that. Fine. Listen, what we want to know is when you get a chance to build with them, anytime you do, do you ever take the time out to ask them for a little laser weapon or something? Because police brutality crazy, but we can get some lasers against these bullets. We might be able to put in some pain. See, even though it sounds like I'm being weird and ridiculous, I didn't even bring the program of weird and ridiculous to the table. I'm going along with it. Uh, brother, I'm saying I believe you. Now, this is how my logic works. If I hear some shit that sounds crazy, but I'm debating, I take the stance that it's time to believe that person. And let's see how far we can go if we were to believe this shit. I don't turn around and say, Farrell, you're crazy. I turn around and say, Farrell, no need to argue with me. I believe you. Now tell me, do you ask them to borrow weapons? Did they visit you when you was locked down? Did they wait until you came home to start visiting you? When you talk to them, can they tell you the future? Can they reach a palm? Will they stop police brutality? Do they even give a fuck about black people? Or are they empowering white people? Those they the government. You said there's no black. You said that they ain't really has a different name for law. We teach that a man's ideal is his God. And so as man unfolds, his God unfolds. And that man's God today, tomorrow is not God. So I kind of understood where you were going with that. And I, I just wanted to address you on a religious piece because the Egyptians believed in the, in the Shetha Natir. And I don't know if I'm saying that right, but the Shetha or the Shetha Natir meant the hidden or secret, unknown, or invisible deity. You know, and it, it just lends credence to the religious element of the Egyptians. I think they were probably the most religious people All in right, the history brother, of the world. All right, brother, let's get to it, brother. Let's get to it, All right, so my question, my question is this, right? Can you name a time in the history of our people that we did not practice a religion and worship a God before us being indoctrinated into this Western system here in America. Good question. Mm. <laughs> I, I would like to. That is a good question. I like to answer, ask, ask a question that is simultaneously the answer. Are you suggesting to me that in man's inception, we were born with religion? Good, good response. Good I mean, that, that, that's a good, that, that's a good response, right? Yes. But religion is a, is a series of practices. Have had this happen. Well, okay, but, but this was an attempt to change the subject because she was, it was in, it was in contradiction and opposition to her state of belief system. Feminism. See, Christianity is about the gospel, the gospel of Jesus Christ, the truth. And there's nothing about this as Christian. This is just bullcrap. And guys, 
Raise your hands in the chat room if you've run across educated, cool sisters who are attractive, who are Christians, who, who, who act like this, who are feminists. Any man in the chat room, please, if you run across these black women, Christian feminists in your personal life, your professional life, at church, raise your hands. I'm going to tell you, I stopped going to church. I was going to church four to five days a week, and I haven't been to church in years because I can't take it anymore. Can't take when you got butch uh, and studs coming in there. What? Whoa, where are we at, man? Just. Do respect my standards. My suitors, I'm not entertaining this and da da da. And if you don't know how that ended last night, well, let's go ahead and listen to more. I'm just PNC, so I know. Yeah, I, yeah. I, obviously, I know. Okay, you want to fill that in for me? Um. Were you no, mar- what, uh, were you married early? Uh, I've, well, after I um, had my first son, his father and I broke up, like, after um, he was six months. Okay. And I met my ex-husband six months after that. We were together for um, eight years. We were married five of those eight years. Um got divorced and then hopped right back into a relationship and had another kid and I realized uh, a right, so let me let that me ask you so let me ask you the, the, the first child's father is he alive? He is. Second child's father alive? He is. Are either of those men high earners? Uh, they make under a hundred k. Notice the level of deflection that happens when you ask these Christian women this stuff. Are they high earners? They make under a hundred k. Twenty thousand is under a hundred k. So is nine hundred and ninety nine thousand. Kevin, why are you saying Christian woman? How do you know that? I was, I was done. I was stuck, and um. All of a sudden, my eyes went out of focus. They they blurried and I, I couldn't see. And then they focused when they when they refocused, I had 2020 vision. And I wear glasses. And I had 2020 vision. And I could zoom in and zoom out. It was crazy. And I looked down at the carpet, and the carpet, the carpet started swirling. It started swirling, 
and then it changed into this beautiful portrait. I'm talking about, it's something I haven't seen to this day. It looked like it was like an ancient art or something like that. And a voice came to my ear and said, you can draw this and you can be rich and famous. You can trace this. All you have to do is get high every day. And I was like, I'm tripping. Whatever, whatever this voice is, it made me deeply afraid because I haven't drawn or told anybody that I could draw. And that I have a love for drawing in such a long time that it made me understand that something has been studying me. For long. It confirms or it suggests the ability, whether it be sapiosexual or actual through physical intercourse, that I can create orgasms between my wife and I or another woman. That's my abilities. Now I'm going to take you there. I'm going to walk with you. Walk with me. I'm going to walk with you. Now, when there's a contention between Horus and Set, right? It said that, that Horace ripped out his nuts or his scrotum and that said, and that said, ripped out his left eye. And so we know the lowest seat or the lowest chakra because the Egyptians also had their own kind of chakra system. And we see that they call or considered the lowest seat set. And he ripped out the nuts. And then we also know Horus or Horus rising, that word horizon, that's very, that's interesting. But what we also see is what? That the left eye got ripped out, right? And so when a person ejaculates, it's very interesting. Their body will heat up and their body will heat up to the point it would destroy your organs, but your body has to put on a what? Uh, air conditioning unit, so to speak. The moon, lunar, is considered like the cooling aspect. When the night comes in, things get cool. Well, you have what's called the lunar plexus, literally in your brain. And the lunar plexus job is to cool off the body when it gets too hot. So you go from 98.6 to one point. I don't want to know uh, what the uh, CIA is doing. I can assure you that the CIA, when I was there as director, and I'm quite sure it's the same with Mr. McCone, has given these committees full information about what it's doing, how it's spending its money, and how it operates. When I appeared before them again and again, I've been stopped by members of the Congress and said, we don't want to hear about that. We might talk in our sleep. Don't tell us this. As I say, I, I, I do feel that the, the fact that you, you have some kind of congressional supervision in addition to the executive supervision uh, would, would tend to keep a kind of uh, moral hold against just uh, what might become a kind of completely uh, uh, immoral or, or amoral operation.
at the time of the uh, confirmation hearings on, on John McCone, uh, I raised the question as to what standards of, of judgment uh, the director of the CIA was prepared to apply to the activities of the CIA and of its agencies. And uh, I thought the response generally was not very satisfactory. It's a, a, a defense, as far as there was a defense, uh, was in the name that the CIA was primarily anti-communist. Well, uh, this did not really get to the point which I was raising, even when you're dealing with communists, again, uh, we've traditionally held as are billionaires. You feel me? This man is a bona fide billionaire. So that child support for four babies? Yeah. Don't knock that shadow, I don't want to see that. I don't want to see the numbers. And for me, I couldn't do it. I wouldn't do it anyway, but I couldn't do it because if I break up with that white woman and she gets a white man, a white man gonna raise my kids? I don't want another man raising my kids, period. But a white man raising my black children? What are he teaching my son? What are he teaching my daughters? You see what I'm saying? So there's a whole slew of consequences you got to think about when you make them jumps. And people don't be thinking, man. They be living in the moment. You can't live in the moment. You got to live long term. I, I just don't. It just, it just was never something I was into. I just never. It just. And I've been around white women my whole life. College, everything. I just never. I, I just don't want it. Because I don't. I value black women. We, your values dictate your behavior. So I never, I just don't get it. I really don't get it. That's something that, I mean, I know what it is, it's self-hate, you know what I'm saying? But uh, I wish we could overcome that. I really wish we could overcome that. Because it's true, most black men do not marry outside the race. That's true. But most men who marry outside the race are black. <laughs> In other words, we do it more than everybody else, so it's still a major problem. You know, like and they say prisons now create more crime than when they used to prevent crime. They used to think prisons were prevention. No. Now, because all of the men that are in prison, you know, over... Bro, the, the, the college they programs go Now that they don't have parents, yeah, it's so now it's... Now you have to pay for them on your own, because that's how I took all my college courses. You had to pay for them on your own. They don't give you no assistance. You had to pay for the, the um, professor to come in and test you. Wow. And all that, yeah. I, I did all that while wow. I was in prison. So you have, to, and you have to have more than five people that's taking that course on the yards you own. Wow. And you have to pay for them. That's yeah, so all of those people have to pay. You got yeah. the money. So if it's five of us and we paying for the same course. Right. We can have a professor come in, or when it's time to get tested, they'll take us to the thing we get tested, you know what I'm saying? Wow. So that's how you have to do it, yeah. So that, I mean, like, again. But let me go back to what you, what you said about black on black crime. But there's, the, I hear it all the time. 
white on white crime is bigger than black on, on black, black crime. Facts. The numbers, definitely. You know what I mean? If facts. you go by the numbers. Yeah. But if we continue to address that, black on black crime, we continue to fight. A horse that's dead and been buried already in a long time. And I always said that it's the way that statistics make it. Yeah. Crime is, you create and commit crime in areas in which you cohabitate. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Exactly. That, that, they, that's a facade that they created. We, you're going to create where you, you, where you live at. Where right you up. live at. Exactly. So the fact that they try to t- do that, and we know from the three strikes, you need to fight for your black man, you know, to get free the criminal justice system. So the idea is convince the black woman that she can get a white man. And she'll stop trying to unite with her own black man. See, what we need is the black man and the black woman fighting together as a unit. But that would be too powerful. Because if the black woman united with the black man politically, with her power, her money, her education, her vote, you understand? If that got married to our political crisis as black males, we'd be unstoppable. So the white man has a vested interest in keeping the black woman from investing herself politically in the black man's struggle. And they're doing it by selling her the dream that you can have a white man. Now, every white man wants to sleep with a black woman. You understand? But not every black man wants to marry a white woman. Just like every white woman wants to sleep with a black man, many of them, not everybody, there's always exceptions, but they don't necessarily want to make him their husbands, you see. But they need black women to believe that they can all have a white man, because if they can all have a white man, why do they care about all the black men in jail? If they can have a white man, why do they care about all the black men being killed by cops? If they can have a white man, why do they care about all the black men killing other black men? You see what I'm saying? If we want to make sure we keep the black woman away from getting involved in the war against black males, we have to sell her a pipe dream. They did it 50, 60 years ago with the welfare reform. Ocean, which is a bonding hormone that connects her to a child. But if she doesn't feed her children this milk, she, you may see what you see with the mothers throwing their babies in the garbage or uh, not appreciating their first children and aborting the second children or not paying attention to them or just offering them up to just be babysat without that connection, that maternal instinct, because she didn't do skin to skin, because she didn't allow the oxytocin to be produced for nature to tell her the way we're designed. When a woman breastfeeds, oxytocin hormones get secreted and hormones are instructions. So the instruction that oxytocin gives her is whatever's responsible for me being secreted, love that and connect with it. Take care of it and protect it. If the women don't do that, that is not strictly enforced. It doesn't mean that she won't connect with her child. But verily, we can confirm that her connection will be that much more stronger because nature created a mechanism for them to be that much more defensive, provided they do give milk. And that milk has a prescribed time. 
So of course, we as black men, we may still remember the time where we suckled from our mothers and still want to have some milk. Then why don't you get a blender and throw some damn walnuts in there to save yourselves because the milk is also producing fibroids because it's a dairy product and it's high in estrogen. It's giving black men titties, which a lot of the black men in the market think about some of the things you said, but you know, I wouldn't, she wouldn't date me. I wouldn't date her. Um, um, what do I want to say? High value men, ladies, Danny, they're not fools. So anybody who is making that kind of income, who is not producing, who's not talking about serious unions, he's just trying to play, y'all are playing each other. Because there's somebody's playing. And anytime games are played, there's a winner and loser. Uh, I was laughing. I was saying to Tiffany, Tiffany, I was like, yeah, she, Tiffany could. If she's like, Daddy, okay, I'm going to do it. What I'm supposed to do? Okay, I'm I quit. Okay, I'm going to give back my feminist starter kit. Show. Okay. All right, I'll be good. Okay, I'm going to stop over talking. I'm going to do what I know. I'm going to do it. Yep. Yeah, mama, I'm going to do what you saw, what you told me. Yeah, grandma, I'm going to do. Yeah, I hear you from heaven. I, I'm going to do it. Okay. See, with those kind of women, all it takes is the right man to be like, sit your ass down somewhere. Ooh. The radical black writers that you probably have not read. Now, if you read... Chancellor Williams, chapter two in the book, Destruction of Black Civilization. Read that chapter two called Egypt, Ethiopia's oldest daughter. And it deals with the Southern African origins of Egypt. If you read a book called Nubia, Corridor to Africa, once more you got it. Also you got the early Arab slave trade. I keep saying nobody came into Africa to do African people any good. After the Romans had disgraced themselves trying to be early Christians, <laughs> the Africans thought that by accepting Islam, they could get the Romans off of their back. They were right. They did get the Romans off their back. But the Arabs replaced the Romans on their back, and the Arabs are still on their back. Speaking of book reading, um, I'm a little bit curious then one book I have read is Civilization and Barbarism, in which 
a scholar that we've talked a little bit about has written that the 18th dynasty in Egypt quote colonized all the Aegean Sea and consequently brought the region of the world out of proto-history into the historical cycle of humanity by the introduction of writing. And I also know that when he called in, when I got off the line the other day, he told some bold-faced lies. Mm, you heard that call. You damn right I heard the call, and the brother was <laughs> lying out both sides of his neck. Mm. All right, peace and black power, family. Black power, I said. Oh, man, hold on, hold on. You hanging up on me or what? You heard Black Power and hung the phone up, man. <laughs> Lord Abba is funny. Peace. Peace and Black Power, Lord Abba. What's happening, man? <laughs> Peace, what's going on, son? All right, all right. <laughs> Hey, I just want to say this first and foremost. I don't know if y'all were fans of the series The Wire. Right. There was a brother in The Wire that posed as a righteous Muslim and a hitman. And I think that Eric Muhammad should pose as a righteous Muslim and a comedian. <laughs> this brother had me cracking up all night. You funny, brother. Oh, I man, that's a shot. That's a shot, that. That is that a um, shot? I mean, it is, it is what it is. The brother really had me laughing. Even when he called me Lord, whatever he called me, I was cracking up. Hey, let me, let me, uh, I consider you to be one of the top uh, mores to me when you're dealing with this history, and that's real. I've always said that. I mean, that first, first day you're the devil in Russia, uh, I would tell you. First, uh, I, uh, First John 3, we're going to start at 8 and 9. First John chapter 3, verse 8. He that committed sin is of the devil. He that commits sin is of the devil. Go ahead. For the devil sinned from the beginning. The devil sinned in the beginning. Go ahead. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. What is the work of the devil, brother? What is the work of the devil? Liquor, drugs, all the sin. Yeah. Anything is of sin is yeah. of the devil. We in America today, it's the work of sin. America is the product of sin. Anything out there is no good in the white man. I want you to know that, brother. You thought there was something good in him, huh? He helped you to fix your car, huh? Maybe he paid your car note. Maybe he paid your rent. What about that? Maybe you're in a section eight, a housing. Maybe that. Maybe he might do something good. But remember, man, the Bible said there is nothing good in the white man. I'm going to believe that. Go ahead. Verse 9. That's your sin. Why is it if you're born of God, you're not going to sin? Why say that? Why you say if you're born of God, you're not going to sin? None of your sin for your wicked gods that call America? None of your sin for America philosophy? The Christian world? The Muslim world? None of your sin? I thought you are Muslim. I thought you are Christian. None of y'all want to stand? Stand for what you believe in.
Can I and get studio open tonight? Can I respond? Can I let's respond? Stop talking like you want to talk. You want to get studio open tonight? All right, let's let it. Let it. Let it. Let it's not open tonight, but let's let go. Let's let it. What is it open next? Ladies and gentlemen, what would you open it for? What would you open it next week? What would you open it next week? Now, now, now. When next week, let's. All day next week. All day next week. Whatever so day you have What day? Sunday. I am Sunday. doing no debate with this dude until he takes Ah, off. you see? You see? First of all, uh, all praises the most high, why you hold shot? And as far as what he talking about, he never heard that out of my mouth. You know what I'm saying? And as far as our clan, you know what I'm saying, the way AOC, the way we get down, there's no fear here. It could never be that. You could, so you could access anything right now, we're going to deal with that. That's number one. Number two, it's like this. I just want to address certain things, <clears throat> you know, I, I, I love a brother, you know what I'm saying, I love him like a little brother, because that's what he is to me, you know, physically, you know, and also spiritually as far as the walking in, in, in the streets or whatever the case, it's like this, he says a lot of things that he misses, case in point. He, uh, I watched, you know, it was brought to my attention because, I, you know, the YouTube thing with brothers on there, I'm not really into it because, you know, you know, it's like cartoons. I'd rather watch American Dad, you know, whatever the case. But other than that, it's like he said about he, he, he had the PowerPoint, everything showed about people in the streets, right? He said, where's the 18-year-olds? Where's the 25-year-olds and all now, I'm going to show you something. He spoke like an eloquent man that was not there. The man wasn't there because these kings back here, okay, and other kings that's out there, we was there. And we seen 18-year-olds, 20-year-olds, 25-year-olds. So he spoke like a man that was not there. For any African, I don't give a damn about what you believe. I don't care what your diet is. I don't care how you eat, how you live. I'm only concerned with how you think. Mm. Mm. Yes, sir. 
don't learn about everything is about people think. I'm glad you eat healthy. But you know how many trifling, bougie ass vegetarians I know? Who can suck a black people to Fake ass, tofu ass, white woman loving, or shoot drinking motherfuckers. You gotta be honest. So you living right in one dimension, I commend that. But in all other dimensions, you're not. That's right. And then they say we gotta have a black Latino coalition. What exactly we colliding about? First of all, the worst thing that this organized group of people can do is coordinate with a more organized group. The Latinos will do to you today the same thing the Jews did to you in the 60s. Use your numerical strength for personal gain. And once they get what they want, drop your ass off at the local subway. <laughs> brother man, brother man, you come here for knowledge. The knowledge you have, listen, listen. The right, so anyway, I'll talk to you on uh, Tuesday. All right, peace, brother okay. Reggie. Peace, right. Sister Carla. All right. So here we are, family. Um, we out of here. We are out of here. Peace. We out. Except Egypt is Near East. I accept Egypt is part of, physically part of Africa. Created by the African even, from the South. Even if, even if you, even if, even if I concede or admit or agree with you that Egypt is part of Africa, what I'm about to say. Thank you. There will be order. Thank you very much. Do I do I detect some disagreement? <laughs> yeah. My my point was going to be that the most recent scholarship about the Genesis of the, those two oral epics, the Iliad and the Odyssey, points in fact in another direction to influence, and that is in fact the Hittite Empire, whose documents we can read very easily, and there may well be independent confirmation of the historicity of some form of a Trojan War in those documents, and so what I'm really asking is, why is it that we're just really looking in one direction when we're talking about the origins of Greek civilization? Professor Clark? Um, when Alexander entered Egypt, he wrote home... Stop. Stay focused. So, the white man has a child with a black woman, that's a white child, right? Now... 
we know that that child may have a variety of features. So now, you will have dark-skinned children that come from a white dad and a black mom. That child may be indistinguishable amongst the masses of people that are uneducated. Now, that white child that looks like he may be black goes out and has another child, right, with a black woman. That child becomes even darker. According to you, that would be a third generation white child. Am I, am I wrong? I didn't hear the last part. Oh, come on, come on. You hearing well. Would you like me to use your microphone with the amplifier in? Oh, I can't. Why not? Why can't I use your, your system? Because I'm, I'm African? Okay. So, we'll start from the top again. White man, uh, white man, but if you don't got something, then maybe somebody else don't, so I'll bring it from the top. White man has sex with a black woman. They produce, quote-unquote, according to ISUPK, a white child. That white child may have some black features. That black child, like Bob Marley, right, then goes and has a children with another black woman. They produce another child. Hold on, brother. Smoke them all day long that exact same way. Cool. Where else? We have prison, death. What else to make us unavailable to black women? Yes, homosexuality. Uh, as you said earlier, one of every nine men in this country are homosexual. Where else? Yes. Hospitalized, institutionalized. Okay, so institutionalization, and there's not only in terms of hospitals, but also mental institutions, and of course, when they get released, many times being homeless. There's still one other large popular area. Thimby? They marry white women. Okay, interracial marriages. Now I want to pause there for a moment, because you would think if anybody is going to marry outside the race, it would be black women. You got two black women for every one black man. But as Thimby pointed out, it's exactly the opposite. There are 164,000 interracial marriages, of which 116,000 are brothers. That means 48,000 sisters. It's almost a two-to-one ratio of black men to black women marrying outside the race. But remember, as you said in the earlier workshop, if the definition of beauty is light skin, long hair and blue eyes, why stop with Renee, the light-skinned sister? Why not get you the real thing? There's some serious problems here. And then black men tell me, I can't find a black woman to understand me. You mean out of 20 million black women, you can't find one to understand you? You don't need a white woman, you need a psychiatrist. <laughs> but that's another workshop on relationships. But I just want to share with you, we got some very serious problems. All this type of shit. But I had to come to grips with the fact, and I didn't put it on, but at the same time, I was peeling like I shouldn't be. You understand what I'm saying? Like, you're not gonna find many dark-skinned people that's that's in the sun that's that's gonna get burned unless they out there for like 
crazy, crazy. Well, right, because they have more melanin in their skin. Exactly. So the more melanin you have, the stronger you are and the more resistant you are to certain things. To the sun. To the, but not just the sun. You see? (laughs) What else? Melanin correlates to a lot of different things, Vlad. A lot of different things. Um, Too many to really go into here, but it also has to do with fertility and virility. Melanin. Melanin. Yes. Okay. And, I mean, you also, you know, there is the point of, like, dark-skinned people, when they mate with light-skinned people, the baby, I, I, forgot, I forgot what the term is, but uh, dominant genes, I guess, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, Black is always yeah, dominant. It, it's, very, it's very rare that you have a biracial child who looks white. Very rare. Logic, you know, the rapper Logic is one of them. Glorious. Been that of a black man who's already incarcerated, separated from society, and can't do nothing to you or me. So why would you take the time out? Why would you defer everyone's attention to tear down this black man unless something he was saying was absolutely right? Because you're going to take the time out and educate everybody in the Bible. You feel what I'm saying? And then I debate the Muslim. And he takes the time out over 20 minutes, oh, 17 minutes to talk about Dr. York. But guess what? With the glory of the Quran and Prophet Muhammad being the last of the seal of the prophets. And after all the lie of the Hallelujah, Muhammad Rasulullah, after all that shit. After all that shit In the mistranslation the word womb right in there And we could go into Nigeria and we can see a lot It's the womb deity But never mind none of that information Never mind it And Prophet Muhammad is illiterate But he was sent the fucking scripture to share with the rest of the world But the word umi it's twofold, and it means unlettered or unlearned in a scriptural language. It doesn't necessarily mean that you can't read, it just means you're not fluent or you can't assimilate data in that particular tongue. But you niggas, with the miseducation of your teachers, are propagating the idea that God that created you is so foolish that he will empower a man with a doctrine that requires that you read and who was illiterate. But this is fun talking to people about shit like I gotta actually tell you the translation of the word for you to know that God you're gonna fucking take my jobs and have more money than me I'm tired of seeing these Jay-Z motherfuckers on TV living better than my white ass you understand what I'm saying cause I'm a white man in America why is this black motherfucker flying in private jets and I'm fucking still on the bus? That's the feeling. And that's the fear. And they felt it was worth killing for. 
But now another thing I want to address real quick before we start moving on to other topics is it just seems so... Is this all coincidental that all of these things are happening right now? I just feel like they're really trying to incite black people to do some shit right now. Like what? Like uprise, like have some big riot so that they can come in in the name of, you know, uh, keeping the peace and, and, you know, if they got to put motherfuckers in concentration camps and shit like that, they'll do it. You think that'll really happen? They're already built. Concentration camps. Concentration camps. They're already built. I mean, do you just mean prisons? No, I mean concentration camps. What's the difference? Well, prisons are, you know, formal, uh, formal... So listen, so listen, so listen. This is the thing. Rob Bourne comes off as a five percenter, right? Now, we can get into the spooky, crazy pieces of five percent knowledge, and then he'll say he's not a five percenter. See, the difference between me and him I agree with practical history that can be proven. You see what I'm saying? He agrees with nothing that he said he subscribed to. <laughs> so what is your belief system? Uh-oh. Hey, yo, I, all, all I'm going to say is this, dude. Now, what is your this? belief system? Yo, yo, are you going to let me talk or are you going to keep yelling? There's a difference between our father son. And if you didn't know that, that means that you don't study. I did not ask you that. What is your... Yo, I just told you, yo, are you... you calm are down you and relax, bro? Can you calm down and relax? What, what's, your, uh, what's your belief? I told you what I am, bro. What, what, who, who doesn't know? Stop letting TV in the school. Well, the people in the chat room right now, Rob Bond is saying, answer the question, Rob Bond. I did answer the question 10,000 times. Okay, okay, so Bob, you not see me in the school teaching? Yes or no? Yes, yes, I'm I have. Come on, man. Are you five percent? You're five percent. Yo, yo, I answered the, yo, bro. I answered the question. So, now, so if I would have the Mister Polite, them answers to them would be completely different. All right, hey, Tahaka, let me let you go, Tahaka, so Rob Bond can get his question. No, 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 no. Hold up, bro. Hold up, bro. I want Rob Bond to talk, man. Come on. Listen, bro. Did you hear my question? I'm, I'm, answering, I'm answering your question. Let's go. Let me Let's go. Go ahead. Starting from the 1 of 10 to the 1 of 40, and that's just the, the excerpts from out of the what's called the Supreme Wisdom and its adaptation by the 5% and they changed up a few words. Can that stuff be proven historically? No. Can the teachings of Prophet Nobu Zuali be proven historically? Historically, yes. It's just mm. simple as that. It's mm. simple. And I've done it. I got the scholarship. I got my scholarship is there. And ain't nobody and this is another problem. We the program of the nation of Islam, MGT, GCC, FOI, is programs that I would adopt. Let's just say I was the head of the more science simple of America. These are programs that I would adopt because we know that they work. 
I would I just wouldn't deal with those teachings because those teachings are just not historically accurate. But we've done the research on it. Period. I it's got just, you, Lord. Um, now, can I answer the question? Can yeah, I go ahead, the go question? ahead, answer the question, Eric. Go ahead, Eric. Okay. Listen. What Lord Abba just said, and I apologize for calling him Lord Abba. I, you know, calling the brother out his name, Lord Asa. Uh, what the brother just said is on Facebook, and then I seen him and I run into him be about Africa. I'm not sure the whole history around it, but it wasn't nothing but my people. The only Africans that was there was one selling stuff. You know what I mean? Other, other than the one selling stuff, it was only my people there. Period. So, when you say, why would we let anybody in, but we won't let the uh, little 14-year-old African boy in? We not letting nobody from another nation in. And to show you how it's... They, they don't care. Nobody care when I wouldn't let the little white boy. When you ask me would I let the little white boy come in, he can't eat either. Nobody from another nation will ever sit down with me at an ISUBK event and enjoy a festival because that's not what we're supposed to do. Because our people need that more than anybody else. So now if a brother is a Christian... My mama could come. She's a Christian, a trustee in the goddamn church, and she could come, even though she believed in white Jesus. Now, when she come in there, well, I, I already try to teach her anyway, but as these people come in from these different walks of life, we try to educate them and give them their identity. How are you going to do that if you don't have some type of dialogue with them? But anybody from another nation is just not going to have it. And let me add this. Sarnetta would not put this part, and I understand why Sarnetta wouldn't put it up, because he don't want to be cut. In that same interview with that little African boy. administration, Because the nation as a whole assumes that the, the cuts that are taking place are one to eliminate black people from the roles, from the welfare roles, to make life easier for the taxpayers out in, out in, out in the hinterland. But if you really track the statistics and, and see exactly who is benefiting from the programs that goes down, you will find that, that generally uh, two-thirds of the people who receive benefits are white and the other one-third being black. Uh, in terms of those who are receiving direct public aid or public assistance, you will find that the number increases are something like one out of four. And I'm not a, a social worker, but, I, but just the pure and simple numbers indicate that uh, what has happened is that out in the Midwest, where it's becoming you know, acceptable now to, to assume that discrimination is a way of life, uh, the, the, the administration has convinced people that what we're doing is, is keeping your taxes down, keeping those programs, uh, we're taking those programs out rather that have contributed to the inflation and all this other foolishness. 
Uh, I think what we have to do, and I think there's a tragedy that some of the so-called liberals who have participated in these discussions before are not speaking out on the issue now, but it's being left to black leadership to deal with the whole question of budget cutbacks. And I think that, that, that there's a real need to raise a level of awareness across the country because we even got some black folks who are talking about, yeah, well, we should be phasing down these things. Phasing down got nothing to do with it. If you cut back on the social program at the same time increase, increase the defense budget, then you was fake. <laughs> got me a new set of alien homies now. The other niggas was giving me misinformation. These aliens got scholarship. Like, you know, like, you gotta come out with that shit. Gotta say, yo, I dropped the other niggas. These, these aliens, they got scholarship. Yo, like, you gotta come, you gotta pull something. <laughs> yo, I couldn't make this up. I couldn't even sit in my house and make up these conversations. Yo. This is why I'm dealing with this community. This community rich because I'm writing all of this up in Hollywood. I'm writing some stories. One day you're gonna be able to pinpoint everybody in the damn community. I'm, I guarantee you. Who do you think Docs did? <clears throat> he watched the crazy stuff going on in this community. He made characters out of it. Yeah. Y'all don't even realize and this is a true story. He literally watched the way people behave in here like uh wrestling characters and stuff and he emulated their dispositions and made cartoon characters out of them. Game success. Listen, I, like I said, man, I think, I think this show was a, a classic, man. I think, you know, I think, it was, I think it was just the right amount of contention with, with, with the right amount of flair, you know what I'm saying? He, he, he was sticking and moving. He was very evasive. I just... It was like, he was like, yo, we're going to debate on the 25th. And I'm just like, well, what is it that you've confirmed? <laughs> like I said, I didn't, I didn't know how to speak English back in those days. You yeah, know? right, right. So, you are, so you, you come from? I'm from Montreal. It's a French city. A French city. Yeah, so it's a French city. I used to speak French. It was a wannabe English because I was wanting to imitate the artists that I was hearing. Mm. But actually, we even joke sometime in Montreal that I am the creator of mumble rap because that's how I used to. I used to mumble what I used to hear, yeah. you know. Mm. So, but I didn't know what they were saying until one time when I was listening to Paul Rice's teacher. And then we used to have a brother that was one, that was among us that he was fully bilingual. Mm -hmm. And he says, hey, you need to be careful with them, man, because they're saying that the black man is God. And I was like... So it froze you. That kind yeah, of froze it froze you. me <laughs> literally. And it was it froze me so much that I came up with some kind of interpretation saying that, okay, now they're probably giving a shout out to God. That's... That's the New York way, you know. That's how they do it. That's how they shout, shout out yeah, Jesus. Like you know, like uh, praise Jesus. That's that's how I, I've I interpreted it. That's how I took because it was. I said, there's no way they would say the black man. Is God. The black man is God. It was like, how can you explain that? You know, mm -hmm. but 
when he said that, that's when the quest started. So this brother that said that he wasn't like a father son or anything. No, 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 he, he wasn't. He was just a bilingual. He, he was a very religious. What things are for them and what things are not for them. Being a freshman at a black college, is that for you or not for you? Do you envision that going to a black college? Could that be for you or not for you? 